When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. All of a sudden, the Guardians are hot. Cleveland baseball is on people's minds. Weather warming up. Team's playing pretty well. It is another edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here at WaitingForNextYear.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd with you, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea t-shirts at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. So the Guardians of the good week, Todd, uh, sweep of the Royals, two out of three from the Orioles. Yesterday got a little dicey at times. Uh, the bats after the first inning did nothing, but yet you escape Baltimore, where even Tito said it after the game yesterday, they don't play all that well, winning two out of three, winning a couple of series. And now Texas and Oakland come to town. you got to keep uh, keep this going. Yeah, keep that foot on the pedal. Let me just say a couple of things about uh, yesterday. Number one, props to you for texting like a madman during those late innings when I was at... <laughs> your niece's dance recital and the best was at one point (laughs) Leah turns to me and she goes do you respond to every single one of those text messages? (laughs) Well, that's impossible because I'm one of those power texters where I I do like four messages in one. Like I don't just write one message. I do like a one line send, one line send. And I know that bugs people. Uh, My buddy Albert just hates that, but um, that's what I. That's what I do. Yeah, listen, that's what I do. Job. You did a great job. And what was nice was I saw the three runs in the first inning. I saw the legend of Andres Jimenez continue, and then so I saw all I needed to see. And you, you brought me home. So, so props to you for that. Number one and number two. Special shout out to the high school graduate daughter of the executive producer Stella. Way to go. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast wishes you the best of luck at University of Wisconsin. Go Badgers! Wow, no doubt. Oh, that's a great place. She's gonna be, she's gonna do well there. That's a fun uh, fun school, and that uh, we are a definite shout out to uh, to Stella. The uh, I'll tell you, the Goldberg clan's been getting a lot of love on this pod. <laughs> but yeah, hey, no. T- Go ahead. In terms of getting back to baseball, you know, we we sit now with the greatest thing that has ever happened to this franchise was Dick Jacobs forcing Major League Baseball's hand when they switched to the three divi- the three divisions in each league, moving them into the AL Central because you're sitting at 24 and 25. I know. Did you know that they're only one game back in the loss column? Call them to the Twins. Yeah, the, the Twins have played like seven more games than we have. It's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're 32 and 24. Guardians are twenty four and twenty five. It, it's nuts, but you twenty four and twenty five is a lap that puts you last place in the AL East, 
and and about 16 games out of first. So, um, you know, it's it's what I love about this whole thing is they're going through ups and downs because they're playing the kids, right? And and this is what we want to see. But because the AL Central is so weak, they're right there. They are right in this, and we're playing baseball that matters. I mean, oh, yeah. this isn't. You know, this is an Oakland who's 16 games out of first place on June 6th, and you know that there's no hope. You know, this isn't, uh, you know, the Buckos and the Reds. I mean, this is, this actually, is great. Actually, the Pirates aren't bad. Have you been watching? Have you been playing baseball. They're actually not horrible. <laughs> they're third place in that horrible division. Oh, it's brutal. That's brutal. And it's a real shame the Cubs stink. That's a real shame. Yeah, fuck that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad. They're bad. Um, but, yo, I mean, he oh, did just... you see, by the way, hold on, before we go any further, I was watching, uh, I, I flipped over to Sunday Night Baseball last night. It was like the 10th inning. And up, who, who came up with first and third and one out in extras, but none other than former tribe first round pick, Clint Frazier. Yeah, they don't. The but they don't. They don't play him. Like they play. We're to, this is like turning into inside. No, Cubs. I don't need to do, no, But like I, they I play. They play Jason Hayward and not Frazier. Like Frazier, talk about just. I mean, if he can't crack that lineup, geez. But I don't know. He must not be that good because here we are. You think? He and Z, but then you go up and you look up and you say to yourself, "Go back six, seven years, and we were talking about, oh." Frazier and Zimmer, and they're going to be the outfield of the future. The executive producer and I went to Akron the summer of either 16 or it had to have been 15 or 16. And I think it was 15. Brantley was hurt, and he was playing a rehab assignment. And the outfield was Brantley, Zimmer, and Frazier. And that was all the rage. We went to go see Zimmer and Frazier, the prospects. And uh, Jerry ate a, a big pineapple filled with fried rice. At, at, <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a photo of it and everything. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but 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 yeah, Frazier just turned out to be a, a zero also. And you look back at that Andrew Miller trade, and we would have made it a hundred times over a hundred anyway. Uh, you know, again. But wh- who really was good that they gave up? The be- you know the best player of that group was JP Fireisen. Yeah, but even he wasn't that good. He's he's okay on on, on I think he's on the the, the Rays now, right? <laughs> JT the but Brick. Still, yeah, but but still, it's it's uh, you know that's that's the whole thing. Sometimes it's you hit with these prospects, and sometimes you you hoard them and you wait too long, and they don't pan out. It's such a such an inexact science. No, it is it is, and like the Oriole fans have been waiting for Adley Rutschman, and like he came up and they gave him a standing ovation, and then he had a triple in his first game. But if you watch him this weekend, I mean, he barely hit the ball hard. I mean, um, it's like it, Torkelson, it, same thing. With yeah, the Tigers. yeah, no, he can't hit. I mean, he's really good at first. He's really good at first, but he can't hit. And it and it's you're right. Teams that say, "Oh, these guys are magically going to come up," that's what's been nice about Stephen Kwan and and Oscar Gonzalez is. Neither of them are all-stars. But, hey, Quan belongs. You can see it, especially defensively. Bats getting a little bit better. And Oscar Gonzalez has come up, and they're going to figure him out to an extent. But here's a guy that was a high home run guy, high strikeout guy, that has now become a contact guy that, that looks like he belongs. And that's nice. It's needed, especially on a team where at the start of the year, Todd, we were talking about Mercado and Zimmer having to play a lot. Now Quan plays, Gonzalez plays. 
We're seeing some of the kids. Yeah, yeah. Palacios who didn't have a good weekend, but still, I mean, it's just you know, it, it's it's refre- it's refreshing. It's a different approach. I know it's sort of the anti Tito approach because he doesn't love this. I don't think by any stretch that he is to play all kids. But that's look look at yesterday, you know. But to his credit, he stuck with the plan this year, and I also think a lot of this approach has to do with the fact that Chris Valleca has taken over as the hitting coach, and they are a much more patient group. I don't know if it's the combination of Valleca and them bringing up the kids who are, you know, who have you know, Kwan has been known as a high on base percentage guy. Owen Miller is a high on base percentage guy, but. But you, you mentioned Oscar Gonzalez being a high home run, high strikeout guy. He hasn't struck. He he has not looked overmatched. He's not striking. A, this you you remember the amount of times we've seen Bobby Bradley come up, and it's like he strikes out two out of every four times, essentially, right? Well, Oscar, I, I, Oscar Gonzalez, Gonzalez has taken over for Franmil Reyes, who unfortunately at the start of the season, before he got hurt, was overmatched. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, but, but, but he's made he, he's he, in thirty six bats. He's only struck out five times. Yeah, he's done. He's done fine. I mean, he struck out one. He struck out once this weekend, and he started all three games. One strikeout. He. How about this? Four hits in in eleven at bats, and only one strikeout. I mean, so so you know maybe it is something with the organizational approach has changed. I mean, you know now in baseball everything is about how you know home runs and strikeouts, home runs and strikeouts. The Guardians are building a different way now, which is they want high contact, high on base percentage guys. And I love that. I really do. And then when you have a beast in the middle of the order, like Jose Ramirez, you know, who's, you know, delivering 95% of the time, it seems, it's great. And then what we really need to talk about, and you get all the credit in the world, because when this guy was acquired for as part of the trade for the uh, redacted X shortstop, you said this guy would be the star of the trade. And. You were right. Well, I mean, look, Andres Jimenez looks fantastic, and he makes every play. And I know he, even the last play of the game yesterday, two outs, Classe got the double play, and then the chopper to end the game from Hayes. You know, it looked like it looked like an easy play, but it's not. Jimenez makes all the plays. That's why I like him, and I wish he was at shortstop every single day. We, we, we could go ad nauseum on the Ahmed thing, which I just don't get. I know he had two hits yesterday, but they were both, you know, Singles up the middle he's, on, he's on swinging the bat better. I I don't want to talk. Uh, about no, I don't. I don't he either. He's not a part of the. He's not a part of the future. He should right. not be playing shortstop, and he should not be hitting second. And, Andres Jimenez is just, you know, he's carrying this team. I mean, Jose Ramirez didn't have a great weekend, so here's Jimenez carrying the team offensively, doing, doing all the little things. He hits it the other way. He's hitting for power. Back to back days with home runs, and I don't want to see him hitting seventh anymore. It's time he could hit second on this team, and he should be playing shortstop. But he's been great, and let him play against lefties. And I know Tito, and we'll go over the pitching matchups later. They'll see some lefties this week, and I know he wants to give them some rest. But man, he's just been a stud, and I don't think enough people are talking about how good he's been. You can't rest him at this point. He has to play every day, and he's one of your most important players on both sides of the ball. Go back to last year. You know, he, he had 188 at bats and he hit 218 with an OPS of 633. This year, in 137 at bats, so that's 51 less at bats. He has two, uh, he has seven homers as compared to five. He has 29 RBI, 
compared to 16. And he's hitting 307 with an 869 OPS. And and he's striking out less. It's great. I, I'd lo- I mean, he's – I'd love to see more walks, but, like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's been unbelievably good. And his defense just – he makes it look so easy. He's so smooth with the glove. And I, I, I still don't understand, you know, here, this is it. I didn't want to talk about Ahmed, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> if he's okay, if, if Tito's okay, going to Mercado in the late innings to play defense for Oscar Gonzalez, why is Rosario still out there at shortstop when you could slide, uh, um, Andre Simenez to short, Nailers first, whoever at first, Ernie at second base, whatever. You know what well, I mean? you don't want to make two defensive subs and then have nobody left on your bench. I mean, I suppose so, but my point is if he's willing to do it with Oscar Gonzalez, he should be willing to do it with Ahmed. Ahmed's awful. He's one of, like, statistically, he's one of the worst defensive shortstops in the game. He just doesn't. He just doesn't get to. He just doesn't get to enough balls. But but look, this is the this is the blue, the blue the blueprint. If I could speak to of this front office, and we've got not in the front office for the Ahmed stuff. We've got not in the front office for not signing people and ownership and all that. But you got to commend the Chernanetti team because you know they've found some of these guys. They've made good trades, and now these guys are starting to blossom and bloom. And you look around you know, the division, and you go, man, some of those young players that everybody was talking about in Kansas City, how are they doing other than wit? Not good. Uh, yeah. Same with the unnamed Same with the unnamed team. Yeah. And yet we're, we're right here. We're, uh, you know, a half game out of the wild card, the third wild card. We're a half a game back in the lost column of the first place team. That tells you something. Some of these guys are growing, and it's, it's about player development and talent evaluation. And yeah. Jimenez, is, Jimenez has been awesome. He really has. And, you know, I think what's lost on a lot of people, he's 23. Right. He's still 23. I mean, so we got a lot. I mean. Right. Miller's Miller's 24. Naylor's 24. Oscar's 24. I mean, that's good. All these guys guys are 25 and younger. I mean, we we, we talked about this before. It's the youngest team in baseball by a lot. And they're they're just – I just like the way they're building. And even if – they end up in as a 500 team, but they're battling all year. You're setting yourself up for the next few years to be really, really good and contend, especially because the next wave of guys, your George Valeros, who's, by the way, been on a tear lately, Tyler Freeman, Gabriel Arias, these guys are the next guys that are almost going to be here. So uh, I, I think the future looks really, really good, and I love the way they're they're playing and battling and you know, they're, they're, this isn't when they play the the great teams. Is it going to be harder? Yes, but you got to beat these crappy teams. And other than that early stretch in this, you know, a couple weeks ago, they're starting to, to to play better in all facets of the game. So, and and there's been some more developments with the younger guys that have to be talked about, like we talked about Oscar Gonzalez and Andres Jimenez. Then there's the pitching side of it with Eli Morgan that I think we absolutely have to have a bigger conversation about because I last week on this podcast, it's funny, this is a now record, we record every single Monday morning. Last Monday, I, I was on here saying Eli's been so good, he's got to, he, he, he should be in the rotation now that Savali's hurt. I'm not a huge police act fan, although the last two starts, he's been much better. Eight Ks and zero walks yesterday, by the way, which I uh, 
was impressive. Um, but I was like, you got to move Eli Morgan into the rotation. He looks so good. Now I completely want to retract that statement because he's the most valuable reliever in the pen besides Emmanuel Classe. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah. No, I mean, he, you know, yesterday on the broadcast, uh, Underwood and Andre were, were, I mean, it was like a drinking game. The amount of times they were saying he's a weapon. Tito says he's a weapon. He's a weapon. Tito says he's a weapon. And he was, and he is. They can pitch him in multiple uh, for multiple innings. And yesterday, give give Terry credit. Hentges didn't have it. He was getting squeezed a little bit. Could have stuck with them. Put two on with one out. And he said, forget it. I, I, we need to win this game today. We need to take this series. And he brought in Eli Morgan and kept him in the game. Didn't take him out like he did last weekend. When he brought Stefan in, Stefan blew it. Uh, he, he he got two outs in the seventh, let him pitch the eighth, and then handed it over to Manny, and then that's the game. And that's that was good managing yesterday. And you're right about Morgan. I mean, the, the fastball velocity is up. You can see he's been in the weight room. He's built, and he, he's stronger. And uh, he's a badass. And uh, he doesn't look oh, yeah. it. He looks like this baby-faced little kid on the mound. But he's pumping in strikes and attacking hitters and uh, – Man, that's that's very much needed in a, in a bullpen that still has some questions about roles. But his role is not questioned right now. He's he's been the best guy after Class A. It's not even close. You know, it's interesting because when when he came up last year and through you know the minors, everything was he doesn't throw hard. You know, he's he's like a ninety mile per hour fastball guy, but he you know he had the good changeup and he and 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 this, this was what you were going to see from him was more of a pitch to contact type guy. Well, now he's in the pen. He's hit 94, which he hadn't before. Uh, and his, like you said, his moxie on, on the mound is just, he just looks totally unfazed. He shows very little emotion out there. I, I dig it, man. I really do. I, I think he's been unbelievably good. And like you said, the roles are still kind of undefined. Like at this point, you'd think you'd have it figured out. And I think they did at one point because you know, I think going in, you thought, okay, we're going to have uh, uh, the, the Anthony Ghosts and Henches from the left side. One of those two will emerge and be the lefty. But I think they thought it would be Ghosts, and it's turned out to be Big Sam. Uh, you know, they went in also thinking that from the right side, it was going to be uh, Sandlin and Stefan were going to get the first crack. Sandlin's been a total mess walking. Every, he's 15 walks and in 15 innings. Yeah. He's just, he's been all over the place. Trevor Steffen came in first month and a half. Oh, lights very, out. Very, very good. Very, very good. But he's totally fallen off in the last few weeks. And then out of nowhere, you're looking up, and I know Delo Santos had a bad outing uh, for the first time over the weekend, but now you look up and it's Eli Morgan is your most important guy. Uh, Delo Santos is, is at the, you know, in the, pecking order pretty high up there too uh big sam i know he didn't pitch well yesterday but he's in that mix um and then of course you know you never know when tito's gonna go to shaw in a one-run game <laughs> well yeah so that's the thing i mean you, you thought at the start of the year that shaw was gonna like pitch the seventh because that's just he's just been the guy but here we, we can sit here and talk about the bullpen all day but we haven't really needed the bullpen in a couple of weeks i mean this has been this every single starter and i'm probably jinxing it but you know, even Connor Pilkington the other day, like Cal and, and Beebs and, and Tri all these guys are going six innings, so the pen has not been needed. So to sit here and go, yeah, we're not sure about roles other than Morgan and Class A, it's because they haven't been really been needed. The starters are stepping up. You mentioned Plesak. 
You know, yesterday he gave up that bomb, that bomb to Mount Castle and it went from three nothing to three to two, and you're like, oh gosh, here we go. But that sixth inning or fifth inning yesterday, when Plesac put the first two on, and second and third, no outs, and got out of it, was a huge step for him, and a big fist pump on the line out to to Quan and. Plesak's starting to come around. He is. I mean, he just sometimes he's maddening, but there, you know, like you said, the swing and the swing and miss stuff, as baseball people would say, was uh, was really on yesterday. I know it's the Orioles, but still, that team that team's better. They're not yeah. as bad as they've been. They got they got some good young hitters in that lineup. Yeah, exactly. They're not as bad as they've been. But with Plesak, in his last two starts, he has thirteen strikeouts and zero walks in twelve innings, which is a, a very positive thing because you and I discussed this on the pods in the past with him. Is he seems to get out of sorts when when traffic happens? You know, it'll be you know two outs, single walk, and then he'll give up a three run homer. But no, you know, he's not walking, guys. It makes things a lot. It's just like anything else. Tristan McKenzie, who it's funny. I didn't think he was going to make it through four innings. And he, what did he pitch? Eight on Saturday in the loss? Yeah. He pitched seven or, seven or eight. Um, it, it looked like he had nothing. But in the end, he had only given up a couple of hits, and they were just bombs. But he had walked too many guys. And that's where he got into trouble. And it's the same thing with police act. You, you, you keep that tra- extra traffic off the base and don't give extra base runners. I mean, it sounds simple, but you really need that to happen, especially with this young rotation. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, Matt and Todd with you on a uh, Monday, June the 6th. The Texas comes to town for three, then Oakland for four. We're back to a 7-10 starts. Now it's the summer. I know Rick Manning was complaining about that yesterday. He loves, uh, Rick, the uh, Arch, loves the 6-10 start. You know who else loves the 6-10 starts? Who's Your that? brother. Yeah. Oh, so much better. I, I'm home by 9-20 if I stay for the whole game. And I wish I always do. Like, like literally, I'm home by nine twenty at the latest on those six ten starts. It's fantastic. I don't know why they don't just keep them. I mean, I understand why they do it in April and May. I don't know why they don't just keep it that way. I dig it, man. I tell you what, I don't like. Yeah. Sunday's eleven thirty start time. I mean, oh yeah, that's that? right. This weekend, the uh, the guards are on uh, Peacock. How am I going to watch but that? I guess I got to download it. Uh, I can give you a little stolen password action. Oh, there you like, go. I got everything else. Courtesy, I've been watching. Courtesy, I, of cousin, courtesy of cousin Mitch, baby. <laughs> using his Peacock account for like a year. <laughs> what, what is baseball doing? God, they're so stupid. I know they're they like, think, oh. They think br- this is catering to the younger fans, and that's going to bring people in. But my point is, during the summer, what young person is going to stay at home at 1130 and watch a baseball game? I, I, here, my neighbor. The great Steve Glassman, former uh, agent of Bill Lambier and owner of Flo and Eddie's with the best popcorn shrimp, popcorn shrimp ever made. Oh my God, Steve! I I, I tweeted what rabbit hole are you taking us down? <laughs> well, no, no, I tweeted something about the eleven thirty uh, start time. Yeah, and I said, who over the age of thirty wants to eleven? It's you know whatever about Peacock and finding it, whatever. And Steve's like, here, you want to know someone who who has it and can figure it out? Me. I was like, okay, I will make sure to ah, note that. The you're, Steve, the only, the Steve-er. you're the only one. He's a big big baseball fan, fantasy baseball, Guardians fan. And, uh, yeah, so he, he can do it, but no one else can. Meantime, speak, speaking of fantasy baseball, NL only is on a four-game win streak. <laughs> oh. I just had a big week, too, and just shot up into second place oh, as well. Man. 10% capacity. Had a nice weekend. 
Paul, Paul, Gold, nice, Paul, Paul Goldschmidt is my guy, man. Ooh. He is. He's tearing it up. Uh, and yeah. Bednar, I'm telling you, this David Bednar pickup is 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 one is one of my uh, crown jewels. It's my uh, it's my Bartolo Cologne trade. Um, it's, your, it's like it's like when when Forrest told me to pick up Clay Holmes like two days beforehand, and I got him. Oh, Same man. thing. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Uh, what else you gotta love is a breakingtea.com. Go to breakingtea.com slash dairy to get all of your Guardians gear, whatever t-shirts you want, the Jose Ramirez ones, the King Quan t-shirt, and of course the new Josh Naylor shirt, which uh, all I the purchased. smoke that uh, uh, Todd did purchase, they're in blue, they're in red, they got the colors, and look, yesterday they were showing a lot of the uh, Guardians fans in the crowd, and many of them had Indians gear still on. And I get that. You know, it's still going to take some time. They haven't played any home games, it doesn't seem like. So you got to get to the team shop. But before you go to the team shop, if you love individual players, you know, whether it's the Bieber Fever shirt, any of the guys that you like on the team, go to breakingtea.com slash D-E-R-Y and get the uh, personalized, you know, the, 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 the gear of the, of the players that you like, the T-shirts, the Jose, Jose, Jose shirt. There's tons of them. And the new Josh Naylor All the Smoke shirt is sweet. So breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, takes you right to the Cleveland collection. Um, Before you go to the next topic, I also want to give another shout to our uh, other sponsor, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Yeah, weren't you there there last week? I was there last week. I was greeted by one Dr. Sean Schlissel, the future, as we like to refer to him as. (laughs) He's like the Jimenez. He's like the Andres Jimenez of that office. He, he you know what? It, it, it's true. Uh, if if Doctor Ben is Eddie Murray in his in his golden years, not that he's in his golden years, but his. Uh, oh, you're really aging. You're really phase. aging him right now. In, in his retirement phase, then Doctor Sean is uh, Andres Jimenez. It's it's that's that's a great call. But uh, I saw both of them. Nice nicest guys you'll ever want to meet. And I had a new hygienist the last two times. And I can't remember her name because I, she was unbelievable. I was done. I was literally at an 8 a.m. appointment, and I had to be back to be able to take uh, Andrew to uh, late start on Wednesdays at the high school. And I was like, I got to be out of here by 8.45. I was out of there. She was so fast. My teeth felt so good. They do such a good job over there. So check them out, cfav.net, and give a, uh, uh, give, a give a big shout-out and hello to the great – Legendary Dr. Ben Hornstein and Dr. Sean Schlissel. Okay, proceed. No, no, I was just going to ask, you know, uh, the executive producer brought up the Josh Naylor health situation, Austin Hedges. Um, I'm going to be nice. Yes. I'm not, I, I know Zach Meisel is on baby duty and has not been out covering, but when Zach's, when Zach's away, you just, the information, especially on Twitter, you don't get as much info as you'd like. You know, I'm sitting and, here yesterday. And, well, between Mandy Bell being getting married and going on her honeymoon, and congratulations to her and Zach having a baby, it's uh, it's, it's you're, you're 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 down to Hoinsey and Ryan Lewis and he who shall be named. That uh, name sounds like Paul Osman. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. Right, Macklemore and Lewis was that the same guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't want. I don't know these people, but I, I just I know Zach obviously, and we've had Mandy on the show, but. I I'm just saying the information sometimes is lacking. So, like, when Hedges is out two days, I'd like to just, you know, search his name in Twitter and see something. Or, or even Naylor yesterday. I think they said he was a late scratch and that they decided yeah, to no give him. Yeah, I mean, 
So I mean, I knew the only reason I knew about Hedges was because Andre said it on the broadcast yesterday. I think <laughs> they said Palacios was a late add to the lineup, meaning my guess is Naylor was scratched, but they never said so. Whatever. I'm not going to blast the broadcast. We've been through that. I'm just. And by the way, uh, the, the the folks in Baltimore. And this has nothing to do with Bally's, nor does it have anything to do with Matt, Rick, or Andre. But the the uh, camera work yesterday in Baltimore and the audio was flat awful. It was awful, like fly balls to center and like the center fielder is running over toward the right fielder and the, the the camera is so zoomed in on the center fielder that you can barely even see you can't see the ball nor can you see the right fielder coming over. It was it was minor league yesterday and wow. the, the audio where you could hear the let's go O's chant louder than you could hear Andre down on the field. That needed to be addressed. It's right. No, it's, it's, I, it's couldn't a, hear, I couldn't hear Andre. He was, I had to rewind it twice. It's terrible. Because I was trying to listen to, to what he was saying about Hedges, but you couldn't hear it. And I hit up one of my uh, MLB uh, uh, riffraff or sources or a CWPFs, as Rob Parker would say, close, warm, personal friends. And uh, they did tell me that in Baltimore it's a little rough, like in terms of the crews that they use. and. So anyway, I just that was a mild complaint. But anyway, my original point is that Naylor, you know, you worry a little bit about the leg and the knee because he just is he hurt? How I mean, he's playing through it. Um, he's still hitting, but you know, you just hope that this isn't a shutdown situation for a little while because he's gutting it out, but he can barely run. I mean, ideally, you'd like to at least DH him if he if he's having a hard time. I, mean, I guess first base doesn't really matter, but. I'll tell you where he may have hurt himself. I think it was Saturday. It was either Saturday or Friday. He came rounding third, and he had to put this, literally yeah, like, the stop, stop sign. Yeah, he yeah. got held, and you could see him majorly wince when he stopped. I think, I think obviously running's bothering him a little bit, but the stopping and starting is the problem. That's why you never see him in the outfield anymore. I mean, besides the fact, yeah, he's other young outfiders. His days, his days in the outfield are over. Yeah, he should always be at first base or or DH. I'm surprised they haven't DH'd him more with Frommel being out, to be honest. But we'll see, you know, this week, you know, if he's in the lineup, to, you know, tonight, you know, if they give him another night off, then you, then you start thinking, oh, well, not sure, but they need his bat in the lineup. He's oh, such yeah. an important no, piece. And even yesterday, I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, they scored three runs in the first inning. They don't score the rest of the game. Six hits against, I mean, all these Oriole relievers and, you know, Cosmo Kramer. It's like, geez, you know, can we get can we get can we get some insurance? Now the pitching's been great. You win some games three to two, I get it, but especially this week with Texas coming in, Simeon and um uh Seeger, Garver kills us, Garcia's pretty good. They got some bats, so we're gonna have to score some runs against the Rangers, who by the way, melted down yesterday. Um, against the Mariners. They played three one-run games this weekend against Seattle. They lost two of them. And yesterday, they took a 5-2 lead into the ninth. Their closer, I forgot his name, uh, was unavailable, so they went to Matt Bush, and he got rocked. So like Matt uh, Bush as in, like, the former... He was like he was the guy who was, like, the first pick. In the yeah, now he's a pitcher. He killed someone yeah. in a drunk yeah. driving or something, right? Now he's that a pitcher. That guy. Yeah, he blew the game yeah, yesterday. So they... Uh, uh, but they yeah, got a pretty. They got a pretty. Not that bad. No, they're not horrible. But I mean, we just you got. Know, his... You know, their closer is Joe Barlow. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a fake name. You know what I mean? He's got that a big like beard. Like... He's he pitched Friday and Saturday. I was doing some Ranger research last night. He. Uh, and you want to talk about a bad broadcast? Uh, anyway, but um, <laughs> the Rangers TV is rough. 
I like C.J. Nikowski, but um, I forgot the play-by-play guy's name. It's not good. And um, so that'll that'll be interesting to see this week. But they got to score some runs because, like I said, Texas can hit a little bit. And who's the guy in the Rangers that kills us? Um, just kills us. Nate Lowe? They have Mitch Garver who kills us. Nate Lowe or Nate Lau. Is it Lau or Lowe? What about Jonah hit him with the Heim? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's the yes, Nathaniel Lowe. The, yeah, the, the kills Lowe us, Nate Lowe. Lowe's on Tampa, but Nate Tampa. Lowe, yeah, Nate yes. Lowe just destroys us. I don't know why. Well, two of the bigger well, guys that destroy us are coming to town. Jed Lowry's coming in with the A's. Yes, you know it's interesting though. Simeon has been terrible. Yeah, they gave him the big money. He's been terrible, and Steger is producing, but like, you know, he's not setting the world on fire and then they got you know Adolis Garcia who made the all-star team last year he's good yeah he's good they're they're okay oh you know who else is coming back this week former tribe legend Brad Ski Miller baby oh god that's right (laughs) remember the Brad Miller uh, redemption tour he was he yeah he he was so mad they cut him that was that, that was not good he was like playing every day and then they just got rid of him well, that was the same. That was the Moritz, uh, the 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 Moroff Stamets year too. Oh, same year. God. We had a lot of crap going that year. Huh? That was up the middle. Eric Stamets and Max Moroff. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! But uh, all right, let's get the pitching matchups and get out of here um, tonight. Cal Quantrill against John Gray, a big free agent signee for the Rangers, and his ERA is near five. Uh, Tuesday, a couple of lefties, Connor Pilkington against Taylor Hearn. And then on Wednesday night, Shane Bieber and Dane Dunning. Remember how great Dane Dunning was hyped up in Chicago? For the, I was going to say that was going to be the White Sox. Uh, that was going to be the guy. That was going to be the savior. Who did, they trade, who did they trade him for? Uh, that was to Texas. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it, was a pretty, it, was keep, a, it was a pretty high-profile move. I think so, too. You keep talking. I'll look it up. That wasn't, uh, it that was wasn't. It was a big trade. Who, who, oh, it was Lance Lynn. Oh yeah, the land. He was part of the Lance Lynn trade. That's right. And then the A's come in for four. Uh, Oakland not playing well. Uh, Tristan McKenzie on Thursday against James Caprillion, who we saw earlier in the year. Paul Blackburn, who's decent. Uh, Friday against Zach Plesac. Saturday, Cal Quantrill against Frankie Montas, who's also pretty good. And then lefty Cole Irvin on Sunday against Connor Pilkington. So two Cal starts and two two Pilkington starts. I'm going to see Pilkington twice this week. So you're going, <laughs> you're going Tuesday and Sunday? Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday is the plan, yes. There you go. But, uh, uh, the, uh, your, 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 your niece had a major request to see the Rangers because she thinks Corey Seager is hot. <laughs> okay. All right. Not even kidding. She's like, when are we playing the Rangers? I was like, actually, next, next week. week. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, oh, good. I want to go see Corey Seager. He's real hot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, this is uh, this is uh, this is good. I mean, look, <laughs> I don't really know where to go with that, but I mean, they're I playing better know. baseball. They're catching the ball. The defense has been better. Like you said, I mean, you win a game like yesterday where you just couldn't hit after the first inning. I mean, other than a Jimenez home run, you get nothing the rest of the day. And the Orioles trotted out every bullpen arm in the world. And we couldn't touch any of them. Yet you win that game. That's it's a good sign. Um, but man, what it, having Class A at the end of the game is just huge. It really that is. Money. He really is. And we don't talk about him enough. But like, he just doesn't. He doesn't make mistake pitches. Like 
I don't want to jinx it, but when's the last time you remember him just leaving like a hanger over the middle or like something? The first you know? game of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's just. He, he, and the fact that they got him from the Rangers essentially for the corpse of Corey Kluber, who pitched, I think he pitched three innings for them. Yeah, and then got hurt. And that was it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. That's another classic under the radar Antonetti churnoff move that's just paid major dividends. And that's the stuff where they are so good, and that's how they make their their bones. Is that they just they they make these these trades for these guys that you and I were kind of familiar with, or prospects that we've kind of heard of, or whatever. Or they're deep, and and they pan out. They, they pan out more than they don't. I got to give them credit. They're masters. The drafting could be better, but the trading is still far superior to anybody else. Oh no doubt. That's how that's how they they built the team, and it's working. Um... So hopefully get over 500 this week, and who knows? Minnesota's schedule is getting more difficult. The White Sox, although they, I think they took two out of three from the Rays and actually bounced back this weekend, but they've got questions. Um, time to continue to, to pound these teams and finally get a longer homestand. I mean, when was the last time this team's been home for an entire week? Texas and Oakland this week. So uh, get those get those wins, Todd, when you're down there. I will, and hopefully, you know, we get some more fans come out this weekend. This team, this team deserves more. Like, just like let's let's go out and support them here. I mean, you got you 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 got nice, fun kids to enjoy. Let's let's go out and support them. Let's do this, man. By the way, yeah. I just noticed something else. Not only are they on they're they are on FS1 for you on Saturday, yeah, which is good. Peacock on Sunday, and then next week they're on an Apple TV Plus game Friday night against the Dodgers and uh, so that's going to be another one you're going to have to find I, I, have a, I have Apple TV I have Apple TV because oh, okay. I've been watching I've been binge watching Ted Lasso man that show is good holy hell oh, welcome to 2020 these yeah <laughs> I know uh, I'm behind oh can I one other last Apple Plus thing I am in the middle of watching the Call Me Magic documentary very good you'll is it? love it because I know you love magic oh very good Especially coming off of after I just watched Winning Time on HBO, it's great. I love all this old stuff. A lot of Isaiah uh, Magic stuff in episode two, which you'll enjoy. Right. I know you. I know you love how much. Uh, uh, I know you love to hate Zeke, Mister Integrity. Well, I mean, I've 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 warmed to him a little bit. He is a Detroit. He is a Detroit legend, and uh, he does care about the community. How about that? Uh, <laughs> Dairy Brothers Guardians cast uh, from the Evergreen Podcast Network. You find us at waitingfornextyear.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, the Center for Advanced Dentistry, and also Breaking Tea T-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. We are uh, out of room and out of here. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. 
Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.